Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the world. Whatever time it is, you are tuned in to the ABC7 Sports In Between the Lines podcast. We're coming to you from a moderate day here weather-wise in Sarasota, Florida. I am the X-Factor Xavier McKnight. And I'm James Hill. And James, it's been a big week here in the world of sports here on the Sun Coast, here in the state, and just around professionally. Definitely a special time of year. You know, uh, the football world is uh, jockeying for position for the, uh, the during the NFL playoffs. We look forward to the Super Bowl coming up. But in the meantime, uh, there's high school basketball, high school soccer, and there are a lot of moving parts. One thing I do want to say before we do get into the moving parts and what's happening here on the Sun Coast, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I was wrong. I was 100% wrong for something I've been saying the past two weeks. I said that the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson would get a head coaching job in the 2024 season. And the reason I was wrong is because Ben Johnson is choosing himself to make me wrong. He is going to be staying with the Detroit Lions, James. He turned down both head coaching opportunities with the Washington Commanders and Seattle Seahawks. He feels that it's best to continue to build with the Lions. And I can't say that I fault him for that. Yeah, very special person. Uh, imagine that. Imagine uh, two phenomenal opportunities knocking on your door and you decide, you know what, I think I'll stay here in Motown and work with the Lions. Uh, we just got back to the divisional round and to the championship game of the NFC. I like it here. I think I want to stay here. And I'm paraphrasing uh, his thoughts. Uh, ben Johnson is staying put, uh, could have went to Washington, could have went out to Seattle. He decides to stay there with Campbell and his guys and uh, build off of uh, what they, the success they've already had. And we know what that looks like. Yes, and we'll just continue to see, you know, if the Lions can continue to build on what they have going forward. Each year, Dan Campbell has been there. The team has improved, and they've been able to get better. And, I mean, you all who listen to this platform, you know how I feel about Ben Johnson as an offensive play caller by now. He's one of the absolute best in the business. But the Seattle Seahawks have actually filled their head coaching vacancy, hiring the Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald as the head coach today. That news coming down about an hour ago here on January 31st, 2024. Uh, can't say that it's a bad uh, hiring at all. Even though the Ravens lost in the AFC championship game, the defense did everything they could to keep Patrick Mahomes and company contained. So, and they're going in a younger direction, James. He's 36 years old, so we're seeing that younger wave of coaching. That's another job that Bill Belichick will obviously not be getting. Uh, I believe the questions officially now need to be asked if uh, maybe possibly, just possibly, have we seen the likes of a Bill Belichick coaching his last game in the NFL because it doesn't appear that teams are interested in having a 72-year-old coach come in despite the fact that he has six Super Bowl wins as a head coach and eight overall as a coach and coordinator. Yeah, a lot of people are interested. It's a very curious situation. Is this the end of the road for coach in the hoodie, or will we see him again on the sideline? And you know he likes to interact in the front office and go through the drafting and the selection of players and personnel and that sort of thing. Uh, that's the big question, so we will uh, keep our eyes open as everyone moves forward. And something else we'll continue to keep our eyes open on for sure, those Palmetto Tigers, that boys' soccer team, James. Today, 
against Bloomingdale High School this evening, they will be competing for a district championship. And if they win this evening, it will be their seventh consecutive district championship. So we know who the big heavy hitters are here on the Sun Coast when it comes to soccer, at least on the boys' side. I had a chance to go out two days ago on Monday to get a chance to watch this team play. They defeated Manatee 1-0, that goal coming in the first half. Thankful I was in attendance for that goal, and it wasn't scored by the time I had to depart. But uh, a very special group being led by a very special gentleman out there, Coach Rui Fernandez, the head coach, and some really good players out there like Diego uh, Figueroa Ramos and uh, Tony Garcia, who I put a nice plug on yesterday for the um, Athlete of the Week, referring to him as Tony the Tiger. Definitely, uh, Tony the Tiger, if you will, is showing... Uh He's a special person and a special student athlete, as seen here on ABC7. You look at what Palmetto is doing, and all they're doing is winning. And so if you can continue to win, of course you have to this time of year in the playoffs, and, and they will get that on. And uh, if, if they can win, everybody wants to win a state title, and we will keep you posted. And, of course, as much as they love winning these district championships, they want to be able to bring home a state championship as well. That is their goal, as it is for all teams when they open up a season. But let's just be honest about this, ladies and gentlemen. Every team is not going to be able to bring home a state championship, no matter if it's their goal or not. Let's talk realistic here for a second. This is one of those teams, they have a legit shot to win a state championship. Now, they have to win the district today against Bloomingdale. And I have no reason to believe that they will not. But um, a very special team, a very special program, and we look forward to seeing if they can bring home district title number seven. A program that has so much history, so many wins, a group of people collectively working together, and they have the momentum. They're at home, and all they want to do is win this game and move forward. I like their chances. And speaking of teams that want to win and move forward, the Riverview Lady the, the Riverview Lady Rams out there on the soccer field. They are competing against Northport this evening for region championship as well. They are 10-4 and 2 on the season. And they have many a great players on the team, but one in particular who you guys have heard me speak about many times. And it's not because she's my favorite player on the team. She's just one of the standouts on the team. Rachel Polly leading the way again, James, on Monday in a comeback victory against Lakewood Ranch. They won that contest 3-2. And they're going for a district title of their own, as I just said. Again, uh, familiar faces, right? Riverview, uh, Rams out of Sarasota, and then Northport. This will be a very good matchup, a very good game. Uh, winner moves forward with the district title. Uh, just, just a special opportunity. And, and again, uh, one of those memories these players uh, can't wait to try to earn. And we will keep you locked in on all the results that are coming in from that. Just continue to stay tuned in to ABC7 News with the ABC7 Sports Reports that we will have. Also, a special week for basketball here on the Sun Coast on the high school level. The regular season is wrapping up. Seems like it just started yesterday, but here we are. It's the end of another regular season, but there are still playoffs to be had. Definitely, uh, this is the time of year where everyone wants to uh, solidify district and, and, and win playoff games. And, and the idea is to get to Lakeland and play well and win a state title, right? 
So in order to do so, these teams have to win, and, and here they are. They've worked on it all year, and so now is the time of year to actually play the games and, and try to get it done. It should be very good. And one of the places where we are looking forward to possibly seeing, we want to see this happen with all of our teams, but we know that there can only be winners in certain districts, certain regions. It can only be one. So everybody's not going to be able to win, unfortunately. Yeah. But one of the places we are looking forward to seeing how the postseason is going to rank out, on both the boys' and girls' side on the basketball court, it's Sarasota High School. Let's start with the ladies here. They're 15-7, and seven, had a tough loss against Charlotte last night, but they'll have a chance to bounce back in their regular season finale on Friday when they host Cardinal Mooney, looking for their 16th win of the season overall. And next Wednesday on National Signing Day, ironically, they are set to take on Venice, the Lady Indians, in their postseason opener. Again, uh, anytime you have uh, local teams like this, uh, they're very familiar with each other, and they will play again to try to make sure who can win, who can move forward, and who can win, and, and who can solidify those championships. So the special times uh, call for special measures, and, and these guys, these these young ladies can play, and so it's going to be very, very good to see. Yeah, Coach Miller, Coach Rodica Miller, she's doing a very good job of that program in her first year there. It also helps that one of the players on her team is her daughter, Sophie, who is a uh, just a standout on that team. She's a junior, so we'll at least have one more year of being able to watch her play on the high school level. And James, she is just a, quite a player to watch. She's averaging a double-double on the offensive and defensive end there for the team. A huge force on defense, and she loves to do the dirty work. Yeah, she runs the floor, she can make baskets, she defends, good team player, and just a, just a hard worker, she's going to be very, very good. And, and anytime you have coaching uh, at your dinner table or in, in your household, that's always good. It, it, it rubs off on you. They say that they try to go home, both Coach Miller and Sophie, they say they try to go home and not talk about basketball, but the love for the game is in their family so deeply they can't help but to talk about the game. Definitely. Uh, they can get away from it, and then they can come back to it. You know, They might be walking into the kitchen to get a, you know, a cup of juice, and then it's, hey, remember that, that block or, or you know, that, that, that basket you got last night or, or last week, or we need to work on this or work on that. So it's a constant critique and it's a constant evolution to try to get better and better as the season goes. And when you have a household like that, that's special. No, absolutely. And like I said, they're going for their 16th win on Friday against Cardinal Mooney. That's a good program, too. So, you know, we'll have that for you on Friday night game night this Friday on ABC 7 News at 11. And you'll want to tune in to ABC 7 News today at 5, 6, and 11 p.m. I will have a very special story about Sophie and Coach Rodica Miller. Definitely. Uh, ABC 7 Sports, uh, obviously our Friday night game night, and all of our, our newscasts throughout the week, this is the place to be to watch local sports around the Sun Coast. Uh, we give you uh, all the information you need from Manatee and Sarasota counties, both respectively. And uh, just tune in and just, just stay with us and continue to watch and tell everyone about our podcast and about all of our the things that we're doing. Uh, we we want to make sure you have the coverage you, you need. 
Now, James, you've had a chance to get out to some basketball practices this week as well. We're going to come back to the Sarasota boys in just a second, just simply because there's some time that needs to be spent on those young men and what they're accomplishing on the court this season. Because when I look at teams that are usually some of the best in basketball here, they're not usually at the top of the list, but they are this season. We're going to come back to them. But you've been talking to me a lot about the Booker Tornadoes and what they've been doing as well. Yeah, Booker was able to go on the road last night to Avon Park, and they won the game big, 76-50. to 50. So that's you see a 26-point victory there. Uh, Booker has a team of, of hardworking players. They have uh, Palavra. Uh, Jovan Palavra, uh, about 6'5", a slender build, uh, smooth guy. He, he, even though he's stronger than he appears, he can step outside, make shots, he can finish, he can slam two-hand. Uh, just a character guy and a good, good guy to have on that team. And they have a good coach and they work hard. Uh, nobody's giving this team anything. And, and it looks like this team has a challenging uh, road ahead. But they're up for that challenge. Uh, yesterday I had an opportunity to see them getting on the bus as they were heading out. And then also inside the gymnasium were the, were the young ladies at Booker. And they've, been, they've suffered some setbacks with injuries. A proud tradition over the last few years, the district championships, they got to Lakeland. This year is going to be tough, but uh, definitely nothing to um, be sad about. Yeah, and we also want to say congratulations again to Mr. Palavra. We said it on our last episode. We're going to say it again here because it's such a huge accomplishment. The young man scoring his 1,000th point last week of his high school career. Huge accomplishment. Definitely. Uh, he, he made that milestone actually on a free throw. He was fouled right before, uh, and uh, he, he crossed over the 1,000-point scoring club by knocking in a free throw and, and anytime you could score over 250 points every season add up to a thousand that that's phenomenal no absolutely now let's get back to those Sarasota Sailors boys team that I was just telling you about here on the court folks they are 20 and 2 James I'm gonna say that again they have 20 wins and only two losses and they may be going for number 20. Well, no doubt about the fact that they are going for number 21. You still have to play the game on the court, but I'm going to just go out on a limb and say I believe they're going to end the night with victory number 21. They're hosting the Southeast Seminoles tonight, 7.30 in the evening over at Sarasota High School. The Seminoles come in with a 7-13 and record, and they're going up against a team that has a 20-2 and record, and at this point, they want to just continue to finish the regular season strong, but you know that they already have their eyes towards the postseason at this point. Definitely. Coach Ivy has his team locked in, so to speak. Uh, smooth sailing, if you want to use a cliche, 20-2. Uh, uh, they're going up against, as you said, Southeast, who, who is not really having the best year as far as going out winning a lot of games. Uh, they'll play hard, and they'll show up, and they'll compete. Uh, but Sarasota is, is different this year. They're very good. Uh, they're opening a lot of eyes. And they look like a team that uh, could, could really be a problem, so to speak, uh, heading towards Lakeland and heading towards the playoffs. They look like a team that might be able to do something that, that they could tell a lot of their family members about. Yes, uh, players like Oliver Boyle, one of the star juniors on that team, 
he is one of the reasons for that, not necessarily because of how he's able to stack up the box score per se, but all of the little things that he does out there on the court that you don't see in a stat sheet and the leadership that he provides, huge for that program. And you talk about other teams that we can possibly look towards for Lakeland. The Riverview Lady Rams basketball team. They are 20-3. and three. They have 20 wins and only 3 losses. And James, I've had a few occasions to be able to get out and see this team. They are indeed the real deal. They At times, they leave some, some things to be desired. I've seen some missed layups at times. But for the most part, they've been out there getting it done. Yeah, Coach Gerald Perry and that team, uh, they know what it's like to get into the playoffs. They want to cash in. They want to go and have a good showing and get some hardware and bring back a state title. Uh, this is a, a very proud team, a hardworking team. They have so much talent. And again, people know when they have to play Riverview, it's going to be a tough game. This team is a tough out. This team will have a lot to say. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the, the Lady Rams will do. Uh, they're going to be really good. And a huge part that makes these Lady Rams who they are is honestly the work that they do in the community. We've had a chance to tell you about this before. They are huge on community outreach, taking care of each other, taking care of the community, taking care of the people in the community, especially the homeless. That is something that Coach Perry has just absolutely... He's done a phenomenal job building up the program and what they do on the court nonetheless. But building these young ladies up to be better people and better citizens, overall, that's the bigger picture here. And you have to uh, tip your hat off, so to speak, to them for that. That's a special thing. A lot of times people just ride by homeless people or people who don't have, they're not, they don't have a place to stay at night or in the day for that matter. And so for this team and, and for Coach and these players to actually care, the human touch, to care about people on the community, in the community who may not have a place, that's special, and that will take them a long way in life in the compassion department as they play the game of basketball and get education. And many of our teams here on the Sun Coast on the basketball end, they are continuing to do their thing out there on the court as well. Braden River, they have a 14-8 and record on the season. Cardinal Mooney, they will be in the playoffs here as well. Looking forward to seeing what Coach Cherry and company are going to be able to cook up. They come in 16-7. and so that is currently their record right here, 16-7. and seven. They have a big matchup coming up on Friday at Sarasota. So it's going to be a nice battle of the boys and girls with the Sailors and uh, the Cardinal Mooney Cougars on Friday. So looking forward to both of those matchups and seeing what else is going to be able to come out of there, James. There are a lot of good sports here on the Sun Coast. A lot of good winter sports teams are, are winding down, so to speak. Uh, the basketball teams are heading into districts and to the playoffs. Uh, same can be said as well for soccer. Uh, just a special time on the Sun Coast. And, and this is an unforgettable time for these young folks. And then when you look at the Major League Baseball, that's just around the corner and you see uh, the Baltimore Orioles changing hands uh, the Pirates, the Orioles, the uh, Rays, uh, Atlanta Braves, a lot of teams will be coming into the Sun Coast 
to, to assemble their baseball teams as they take their bigger teams back home to their respective markets for opening day, uh, the, the baseball here on the Sun Coast will be a beautiful thing. Yeah, James, you talked about the Baltimore Orioles changing hands. Folks, if you have not heard, John Angelos, he's agreed to sell the Orioles to a group led by the Carlisle Group Incorporated, co-founder being David Rubenstein. One of those other members who will be a part of the ownership group, we found out about this this morning, is Orioles legend Cal Ripken Jr. So we know that people are coming to the team, and I want to preface this by saying, I'm not saying that Mr. Angelos did not care about the franchise. What I'm saying is David Rubenstein, who is a native of Baltimore, and Cal Ripken Jr., who is a baseball and Baltimore Orioles legend, those are two people we know for sure are going to care about the franchise just naturally in a way just because they basically grew up with the team. Imagine this. Uh, okay, so the Orioles were sold in 1993. The Angelos family was able to get them. And it was to the tune of uh, $173 million, right? Now you look at 2024, you look at the Orioles and they're being sold, if you will, there's a transaction, a tender for $1.725 billion. So that just shows you the uh, increase and in, in, in the wealth and in, in how much that franchise is worth. Um, they play spring training games here at, 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 over at, at the stadium and Ed Smith, and, and they're a special, special group of people uh, Cal Ripken, uh, he even has a, there's a park right across from uh, Ed Smith Stadium, that Cal Ripken area there, and then also, um, just again, a special time in baseball, and, and it's, it's, it's right around the corner. Now, it should be noted that Major League Baseball, they still must approve this sale. Owners are scheduled to meet next week in Orlando, and the sale must be approved in a vote of at least 75% by the 30 major league teams. Now, I don't see any reason why this sale is not going to go through. Definitely, uh, as you said, the owners will come together in Orlando, and they have to approve it. And once they finalize this deal, um, the ink will dry, everything will be set in stone, and we'll all move forward, and you'll be able to see the Orioles at spring training, and we'll have reports for you right here on ABC7. And it also should be noted that the Orioles are actually coming down to the Sun Coast a little earlier. Um, they are set to start moving the spring training facilities in, or the equipment at least, into Ed Smith Stadium this week, James. They are leaving Camden Yards, and they are starting to make their way to Sarasota this week. Yeah, we were able to see some pictures and some information uh, provided by the Orioles that has just that. Um, you see uh, a lot of their equipment, and, and they'll board up those, those uh, semi-trucks, and they'll come down 95. They'll come into uh, the Suncoast 75. They'll come in here, and they will uh, get their organization and their facilities here ready for their players to come in. And this is an exciting time for those Orioles fans. No, absolutely. An exciting time for Orioles fans and just baseball fans in general. And we know that many here on the Sun Coast cannot wait for the start of spring training by the end of next month. It is still the end of January, so we have to get to the end of February for the start of that. But it is on the way, folks. 
The Orioles will be here. The Atlanta Braves will be here. The Pittsburgh Pirates will be here. And many other teams will be here in the area as well, not necessarily in Sarasota and Manatee County. We know the Yankees, they play in Tampa during spring training. The Rays, they're going to be in uh, the southern western part here below Sarasota County here for their spring training. It's an exciting time. Yeah, definitely. You had an opportunity recently to go over to St. Pete, um, and that's actually where uh, the Rays play their baseball games inside the TROP. Yes, uh, I was at the TROP recently for an event that was not for baseball. The WWE holding the Royal Rumble Premium Live event on this past Saturday. Uh, great show. A fantastic, entertaining uh, four hours of action for a night that honestly only had four matches on the card. I uh, want to give a huge congratulations to all of the winners of the event. Very uh, happy to see that there were not many injuries coming out of there. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Phil Brooks, the wrestler known as CM Punk, did, he did suffer a torn triceps during the um, men's Royal Rumble match. He took what we call a future shock DDT from performer Drew McIntyre. His WrestleMania dreams are now over for this year. He confirmed that. On Monday Night Raw, which was at Amelie Arena in Tampa this past Monday. Just want to send a, our best and a speedy recovery to CM Punk. And uh, he is expected to be back in four to six months after he has surgery. Just a very tough break during a time of year that WWE performers definitely do not want to have any injuries. But a huge thank you to the WWE as well for all of their hospitality on Saturday as well. Definitely a, a very exciting time in pro wrestling, uh, WWE. And again, here on the Sun Coast, you look at the high school basketball season coming to an end in terms of teams headed into district play and headed. Everybody's trying to get to Lakeland, whether it be the young men or, or the young ladies. And then also uh, soccer. Uh, soccer opportunity for uh, Palmetto High School to make history. Uh, they're looking at seven straight, so what a time on the Sun Coast. And we didn't forget about some of the other schools as well. Parish Community High School, that athletics program as a whole, they're very young for the most part, but they've done a nice job with how they're building that thing up. They're 15-7 and seven on the boys' side of basketball this season, James, and just the few times I have had a chance to watch them, those young men, they play basketball the right way. Ball penetration, good movement, good fundamentals, how they play. It's not all about the athleticism. It's about what you can do to win the games. That's right. Uh, the Parish Community High School Bulls, uh, hard workers, beautiful campus, brand-new facility. Uh, the, the school is, is relatively new and a great community so they're going to have and continue to have a good fan base a growing community and some good student athletes and their football team should be really good this year and on the private school scene of things uh, out of door academy bradenton christian they're looking to have some long postseason runs too and bradenton christian i got to tell you they they've got some guys that you got to get out there to be able to see yeah, Bradenton Christian is, is a very nice school, uh, nice facilities. Uh, their basketball program is very good, as well as their, their football program. Uh, Coach Strotterman has, has moved on. That's going to be an interesting uh, team and place to see as you watch their football going forward. That's down the line, but definitely their basketball and, and, and all things uh, uh, BC, if you will, coming up. 
Yeah, Jaden Baker and Will Grant, those are just two of the standouts that you can expect to see on the court if you have a chance to get out and see the Panthers play. And like we say, postseason play will be under full effect next week. We will be in the house for that. Also, National Signing Day, we alluded to this earlier, is also happening next Wednesday. And you can be sure, ladies and gentlemen, that we will be scattered all throughout the Sun Coast next Wednesday for that special day for so many young men and young ladies and their families. Yeah, a lot of good athletes here, uh, whether it be uh, Sarasota County or Manatee, uh, they're going to sign those national letters of intent and uh, fulfill a dream that they've worked on uh, with their families over a number of years, and it will finally happen, and they will finally know the destination of where they will go to play and to, to learn and to compete and what jersey you will see them wearing over the next few years. All right, folks, we've got to get ready to get out of here. Please, as always, stay safe, stay vigilant, and be well. Until next time, I am the X Factor, Xavier McKnight. And I'm James Hill. And you have been listening to the ABC7 Sports In Between the Lines podcast. We will see you next time.